So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start by saying thanks to everyone who's listened to the last however many episodes of Easy Conversations you've listened to. I can't believe we're recording episode 30 today. Got just me, Matt and I. Matt, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Happy to do another episode, just the two of us. And this is probably my most anticipated episode to explain to the people what it's going to be about. It's a big one. So, yeah, for episode 30... Again, thanks a lot to everyone for tuning in and uh, for supporting us for all these episodes. Episode 30, we're going to be discussing our top 10 favorite movies of the decade of the 2010s. Specifically, we're going to be giving our favorite movie of each year in the 2010s. So these might not be necessarily what general um, public consider to be the best movie of that year, or maybe even not what we think is the best movie of that year, but just our personal favorite movie for that year so we're gonna start off with the 2010 year so Matt do you want to kick us off so yeah so like Eric said this is the way I describe it is the move the movie I love the most from that year so we're gonna like from 2010 to 2019 so that's well said um okay 2010 for me was probably the hardest year to pinpoint a movie because since it's the furthest year away, I pro- I've seen the most movies. I've seen a lot of movies from 2010. Um, okay, so the movie, my favorite movie of 2010 is a Korean film called I Saw the Devil. Uh, have you seen this movie, Eric? I've or not. heard of it. Okay. No. Well, just briefly, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a semi-horror film slash psychological thriller where this cop whose wife gets tortured and killed by this serial killer he takes upon he takes the law into his own hands and chases after the killer catches the killer beats him up tortures him then lets him go and then catches him again and he does this several times he's just basically toying with the killer of his wife but then the killer wises up to it and basically a game of cat and mouse the whole last act of the movie so again it's called i saw the devil it's a korean movie from 2010 and it's I've seen this movie so many times. I love showing it to people. It's it's a violent movie, but it's like very rewarding, very emotional, and just another a great example why South Korea in the in the twenty first century is one of the best countries that's making movies. Okay, so um, sounds intense. In this movie, are you rooting for the uh, guy, the um, guy, the psychological? torture basically well, are you that's, rooting for him throughout that, the movie or that's the good question that's what the movie like the moral conundrum like our main guy our the good guy is not really you know he's doing evil things too he's almost becoming like just as bad as the killer as the movie goes along and that's like some of the themes in the movie okay. but no it's it's there's a lot to talk about when you watch that movie sounds intense and i love yeah. it and i had to choose that over like denis Villeneuve's best movie in my opinion Aeson Z okay one of the best Canadian films ever made okay I'll have to check that one out oh, too yeah. and we'll all post both of our lists okay. at the end of the episode there just to compare and if you want to have a look at these movies we're mentioning there you don't have, don't have to write them down as we go so for me solid choice Matt I'm gonna have to check that one out but for me it's um one of my favorites uh from Ben Affleck the town oh. 2010 that's the first actually the first movie I saw Ben Affleck in John Hamm and Jeremy Renner as well. Absolutely loved the characters, the setting, the stories based on real events in Charlestown. And I just love, like we discussed last episode, I love the movies where you're cheering for 
bad guys, basically, mm-hmm. the anti-hero point of view. And um, if you haven't seen this movie, it's about bank robbers in Boston. Um, I just love the character interactions. I'm a, I was a big fan of Jem, which is uh, Jeremy Renner's character. Mm-hmm. Just um, very gray characters and they're definitely bad guys you shouldn't be rooting for them but just the way that they portray the characters are they made they're made to be very likable characters maybe not gem necessarily but ben affleck's got the moral dilemma between going stepping away from this life of criminality and um sticking to it basically pulling off the final heist in fenway park and john ham's character is technically the the antagonist, even though he's an FBI agent who is trying to catch Ben Affleck and his crew, and we should be rooting for him, but the every time I watch the movie, I hate his character so mm-hmm. much, which is just makes for an interesting viewing experience. Yeah, I actually I love the town too. Um, you get the you're you're rooting for the criminals. You're, you get their point of view, and I remember watching the movie in the theater when it came out, and I was blown away because it was Ben Affleck's second direct, like his second movie he directed, and. That like basically cemented him as a great director, mm-hmm. and no, that's a solid choice. I completely forgot about that movie actually yeah. until you just brought it up now. <laughs> There's wasn't two, even I'm, considered for 2010. I'm, 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 no, like 2010 is has some amazing movies. I thought you were gonna say Social Network and Social Networks on my short list. Yes, okay. I love that movie, but I had to go with I Saw the Devil since so many. I've seen it so many times. So. Right, trying to spread awareness too to the maybe lesser known movies like no, most. No, people- no. I, I you see my list. Okay, my list tonight. Full disclosure is like from the heart. I did not All like right. pick any pretentious picks. Like, oh, I'm gonna look smart picking these movies. I actually picked the movie I love the most. I rewatched the most. It's just my favorite movie of that year. And some of the picks are might shock you, actually. Good disclaimer. That's definitely not what I meant, but okay. good to say that. Yeah. No, I respect that for sure. So we'll just do like a reverse order here. I'll go with 2011 now. Okay, just want to mention that uh, in 2010, the Oscar for Best Picture went to The King's Speech. Okay, haven't Have seen you, that movie. Yeah, you see, that's, it, you see, it's one of those movies that, that wins Best Picture and then gets forgotten. Mm. Yeah. who's in that movie is that that's me? Colin um, Firth okay. as the king with the stutter and he's trying mm. to like get his speech therapist to help him anyways 2011 kick us off alright right, so I got uh, X-Men First Class oh one of, okay. one of my favorite X-Men movies without a doubt up there with X2 absolutely loved Michael Fassbender's per- portrayal of Eric Lyncher Magneto mm-hmm. and James McAvoy as Charles Xavier even like Jennifer Lawrence is solid as uh, Mystique, and I, I just love seeing those characters as origin story. I um yeah, I just really think they carry the cast, and ju- I'm a, just a big fan of the Magneto character to begin with. So it was just cool to see him join forces with Professor X back in the day as well, and then the rift that happens at the end of the movie there, and I, I that's something I'm big on is seeing two notorious um enemies i guess in comic book lore unite and in this case it's the backstory to how they met up and became best friends until they um had um just a two complete different points of views that was um insurmountable essentially the us versus them mentality of magneto versus the um, we all need to work together to make this world a better place that professor x brings forth and the inclusivity versus Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, the exclusion. The, the X Men movies have like the the themes in it just mirror what happens in our society. You know, they're using the the mutant 
as a comparison for a lot of like stuff in our world but like x-men first class is my it's my favorite x-men movie mm-hmm. i actually saw that movie in theaters when i was in washington dc the theater was empty i just went in blind and i absolutely loved every minute of it james mcavoy and michael fassbender just kill it in the movie Killed they're it. amazing and and michael fassbender was in two great movies that year actually but I mean, I'll is that say a hint it, to your movie? No, or? it's not. It, it's a hint to al- what almost made my number one that year. Okay. But no, X-Men First Class is easily the best X-Men movie. Easily. I think X2 is well, solid. X2 hasn't aged as well as That's X-Men true. First Class. Yeah. It's my favorite out of the, the prequel trilogy. A lot of people okay. put Days of Future Past no. the best one. It isn't to me. I still think it's a good movie. I think those two are the best by far out of the newer movies. I haven't oh, even seen Dark that's Phoenix. Not even a contest. I mean, Logan, I don't know if we're counting Logan. No, I wasn't counting Logan. Yeah, Logan's a great movie yeah. too. Okay. So yeah, that's it for me. First class. Okay. So the, the Michael Fassbender movie I was talking about was Shame, but that's not my number one of that year. Uh, so my favorite movie of 2011 is Drive oh, with Ryan yeah. Gosling. Seen that. I saw that movie in the theater and I was like, I couldn't believe how good it was. The soundtrack, the just the style. That's what I noticed the first time. The style of the movie. The, uh, mm-hmm. Nicholas Winding Refna, the director, he, he all his movies are like that. Like that mu- the synth score, the music. Lo-fi music. Not a lot of cuts, just like slow-mo. Like I like that artsy stuff. And then mm-hmm. you got the story and Ryan Gosling's stoic and passive character. We don't even know his name. He's just the, the driver. Uh, I'm not even gonna go into synopsis because like this story is very minimal. It's all about like the the feel of the movie and the atmosphere. And I've seen that Drive is probably the movie I've seen the most out of any movie on my list. Like I just watched it last week because I just felt like it. It's a movie I really truly love, and always gives me goosebumps when I watch it. Like the tragedy in the movie. So I considered Drive as well for 2011. Oh, Only right. seen it once though. Absolutely loved it, but. To say it's my favorite from that year wouldn't really be accurate because I've seen First Class countless amount of times. So it had to be that for me. But Drive's an excellent movie. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I'm yeah. glad. Not a lot of people like bring it up, but I always make sure I bring it up. I really remember the first scene, the opening scene in the movie where he's doing a little job. And then after that, it cuts to just an overhead bird's eye view of the, the skyscrapers yeah. in the city and the music that's playing in the background. Yeah. I have the song stuck in my head yeah. right now. So... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have it on my phone. So yeah, it's a sick song. Yeah. And I remember in the theater, like it was loud and the credits and it's oh. And uh so in, in two thousand eleven the best picture was uh The Artist. See another forgotten movie. Yeah. Do you even it's that I've, black and white silent film. Yeah, no, not Just really. Goes in my to show house. you the best picture winners get forgotten. It's true. Yeah. So should I kick us off with twenty twelve? Keep it going. All right. I had to pick this movie because, okay, so for 2012. <laughs> Good buildup. No, it's just, it's it's a movie people might laugh at and be like, Matt, why are you picking that movie? But honestly, this movie really like hits home with me. Okay, I'm just going to say what it is. <laughs> it's, it's The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, okay. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's a coming of age teen movie about this kid in high school. Okay. But like the first time I watched it, I... I literally, after the movie was over, I was rethinking stuff in my life. And it actually, I think the movie helped me had like a more positive attitude on life and helped me change the way I think about things. And I don't want to get too into it and bore everyone, but the the movie was just 
hit me a lot emotionally and I just really, really liked it. And every time I rewatch it, it doesn't like get worse. It just, I love the movie even more after that. Okay. Well, that's a sign of a good movie. Yeah. And like the author of the book, like Steven Chabosky, he's, he directed the movie too. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but like, he's I just a beautiful, a beautifully told story. It's nothing like, it's just a quiet little film and some might even say like an indie movie, but like it really, really connected with me. And like, I'm, I'm super glad I've watched this movie. It made my life better okay. not to get. Yeah. Is it not a very sad movie though? It, as well? it is sad. There's a, some very sad parts and emotional parts. And, but at the end of the movie, you're just like, I'm always like left with a smile after I finish mm. it. That's awesome. So it's a very personal movie for okay. me. Yeah, I'll have to give it a whirl. What do you have for 2012? So for me, it's a movie that I've already talked about doing the pod. You'll recall um, Tarantino episodes. So for me, it's a mm, Django Unchained, nice. without a doubt. Absolutely love the movie. Don't need to get into it too much. People already, if you've heard that episode, you know how I feel about the movie. Just love following the Django character. The um, story of him going back through Candyland through slavery essentially to be reunited with his wife and you get amazing acting along the way as well and Christoph Waltz Leonardo DiCaprio some very it deals with brutal themes in um, slavery mm-hmm. and um, just very graphic violence in there and some humor all the great humor good uh, dialogue which is a staple of Tarantino's mm-hmm. right which is um, what I love about his movies basically yeah Quentin's the master at like He's making you laugh. He's making you laugh. And then, nope, you're not supposed to laugh anymore. It got super serious. Mm-hmm. And he does that in a lot of his movies. I love it. It's He 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 wants to play with the... He even said that in an interview. He wants to make us feel that way, all these different emotions. And mm-hmm. Django's a perfect example. And, I mean, all the performances are stellar in that movie. Yeah. That movie gets better every re- rewatch. Yeah, actually. absolutely. That's, that's the sign of a great movie. Just so improves with age. Yeah. So what was the best picture? Best for picture 2012? 2012 was a Ben Affleck's Argo, actually. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Seen that once. Yeah, I seen Thought it, it once, and then the second right. time I watched it, it didn't get better. So. I mean, the suspense element that it has at the end of the movie doesn't really like. There's nothing yeah. really that comes out of it. So. Yeah. There to me, there wouldn't be really a reason to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. You know how it ends. Exactly. That's the big hook in that movie. Is it, mm-hmm. is are they going to get away with it? So for me, 2013. Would be and I just just relooked up movies of that year to see if I could find something else. I do really like this Ooh. movie, but it's <laughs> anyways. I'll, this is my favorite movie of the year. It was uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Ooh. <laughs> so uh. seen it a few times. I thought the first time I th- saw it, I thought it was a little long. Wasn't crazy about Jonah Hill's performance, but then with a few rewatches, I appreciated it a lot more. Okay, yeah, you got me there. I've only seen it once. Oh, you've only seen it once? Yeah. Okay. I found his character very annoying the first time I okay. saw it. Like, he was a bit too much, but I guess that's just a testament to how well he played the character because he got rave reviews. I didn't really see it at first, but then I saw it again mm-hmm. and fo- found he was very funny and thought it was a just a really good performance that he was playing that kind of annoying, drugged-out best friend to Jordan Belfort, Leo's perform- uh, Leo's um, character. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely do think that Leo should have won an Oscar for Best Actor that year. I think that's the general consensus is that when they gave him the Oscar after Revenant is that it was kind of a makeup Oscar for that missed or bungled opportunity for 
for With that and many Street. other movies. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely do really like that movie, but I've only seen it a few times, so I think I'd have to see it a few, uh, at least another time. And John Bernthal's in there, great, subtle performance. That's basically his every single performance, in my opinion, in movies. He's always playing like a supporting character, but always just kills it. It's always solid. So I've yeah. only seen Wolf of Wall Street once, and I was a little disappointed in it. And I, I'm not even going to say much more because I owe it a rewatch and it's not fair to talk about a movie I only seen seven, that I've only seen once seven years ago. Mm. So that's all I'm going to say on that. But uh, no, the best actor that year was Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. So that's, that. he's amazing in that. Okay. So I can't, well you know, deserved. like the Academy, I don't know. They do what they do. We'll get into that later. Okay. Um, no, that's, I mean, a lot of people like that movie a lot, mm. so solid and it's got one of the most beautiful actresses of all time in it so oh yeah that 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 doesn't hurt helps okay so my my pick for 2013 is actually a movie i lent you recently it's a movie by denis villeneuve mm. enemy oh yeah great movie <laughs> yeah i know when you told me you really liked it i i was glad because that movie i literally i read so after watching it i read so much stuff on the movie because i like i couldn't figure it out it's when you it has so many layers and explanations and then once once you read all of that then you rewatch the movie and it all makes sense so just quickly it's it's Jake Gyllenhaal's our main character and he he's basically rents a movie at night and he sees himself in the movie and then he looks in the credit and it's a different name but he's he sees his like doppelganger someone that looks exactly like him and then it's a mystery suspense movie and it just goes from there and like Denis Villeneuve makes amazing movies and like this is no exception there's just the mystery element and the the trippiness and what's like trying to trying to solve the puzzle of the movie is why I love it so much and it's just a great movie so like you said I just saw it not too long ago the whole time, like let's say the last 25 minutes of the movie, I was racking my mind just trying to think like, okay, how is this all going to fit together? Because they, they continuously, without giving anything away, cut scene to scene in a very, like, very mm-hmm. fast pace back yeah. and forth between the two characters. You think something, like, they're going to clearly explain how these two are linked. You're not going to get it without reading into the movie. Ex- Unless yeah. you're an absolute genius, it's going to be really tough to click to piece everything 100%, together. 100%. You have to read up on the movie yeah. afterwards, and I did so, and it made me appreciate it and love yeah. it even more. I want to yeah. watch it again now. No, it's exactly. And some people might say that's a cheap trick, but I'm just like, no, you made a really intelligent movie, mm-hmm. and you have to do your homework. Like, I saw that movie in the theater, and I, I literally didn't know what I watched after it ended. And it's only, like, subsequent viewings that I appreciated it. So, uh, the for 2013, the best picture was 12 Years a Slave. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Seen- it's, it's, like, one of those superbly made, but the subject matter, it's, like, I don't think I ever want to rewatch right. it. It's a very intense movie. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. it probably does... It- Definitely does merit a watch, but it's like you said, like you a one-time watch, watch yeah. Because exactly. it's, it's too dem- like I don't know. It's heavy. It's a heavy that. movie. It ta- it's taxing. Yeah. So do I uh, kick off 2014? Yes. Okay, 2014. I got a movie from a Canadian director here, nice. Jean Marc Vallée, who last year did Dallas Buyers Club in 2013, and then in 2014 he made this movie with Reese Witherspoon called Wild. Mm. Have you heard of this movie? No. Okay. 
it's basically Reese Witherspoon's character. She's going on this thousand and one mile hike through like this mountain trail in the States. I forget what it's called. It's really a really famous mountain trail hiking. It takes weeks to do. And she does this to cope with her past trauma and what happened previously in her life. And the movie intercuts these scenes from her past while she's hiking. So it's like her hiking and then flashbacks of what's going on in her life before it. And it's very, it's a very emotional movie, superbly acted. You got Laura Dern in there too as her mom. But like, the more you find out about the character, the more the movie like progresses and improves. And it's just by the end, I was, it was like a gut punch. Like I, I was actually floored by how good the movie was. And I reacted pretty strongly emotional, emotionally to it. It just, it's a movie that surprised me. And then when I rewatch it, it's just as good. Do the events on the, during the hiking sequence take place in real time and you just learn piece by piece a little more about her past exactly. as she's hiking. Oh, I love those kind that kind exactly. that storytelling. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like American History X style. Exactly like right? that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Great movie. Didn't make our list cuz it's a what 2002 movie? American History oh, X. Oh, 97. 97. There you go. So check <laughs> well, no, that one no, out. No, 98, 98. Okay. I think. Or 97. Okay, so no, I haven't seen that movie. I'll check it out for sure. Like I said, I love that storytelling style. Okay. So for me, 2014, I had a ton of movies I really debated over. I'm going to read all of them before giving my selection. Honorable mentions, Fury, Whiplash, Interstellar, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, shout out Caesar, Winter Soldier. So my pick is Nightcrawler for the year. Wow, that's a great pick. Absolutely love that movie. I've seen it about three times now, so I can definitively say it was my favorite of that year. Nice. Absolutely love Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Louis Bloom. <laughs> just the way he weasels his way and ex- like um, extorts people to give him what he wants and just like works his way up from stealing a bike on the beach to buying a camera, learning himself about how... Um, News reporting mm-hmm. is done and being the first on the scene. Um, that's yeah, just a very smart movie. His character is extremely interesting, funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riz Ahmad also has a solid performance as his uh, like his assistant essentially, and just the way he like only looks out for himself at the end of the day and kind of symbolizes society, I guess, where uh, like you take what you want from certain people to better your own situation, right? Like how he um, kind of forces his um, boss to give him like, the job, the job like, essentially. Yeah. Like he, he talks her into giving him a job. His character, Louis Bloom in the movie can talk his way into anything. Like that's the strength of the movie, like the script. Mm-hmm. Everything out of his mouth in the movie is gold. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I remember watching in theater going like, just at the start of the movie, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great movie. Like the script's amazing already. Yeah. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. And they kind of, I don't know, they ch- changed the way he looks in the movie a little, like maybe his hair or something. Like but he top looks not there. He looks very like intense and his eye, he, it's like he doesn't blink in the movie. Yeah. He's very yeah. intense. No, Nightcrawler's a great, that was, that was made my short list too. But oh, solid year 2014. Yeah, you were naming all those year. movies. Ah, oh. like I loved all those movies as well. Whiplash was a great. Movie. Only seen it once. Exactly, so me thing. too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the best picture winner was Birdman that year, actually. See, I tried watching that movie and I just couldn't get oh, into wow. it. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. What are your thoughts on Birdman? I like Birdman a lot. It's all done in one take. It's all about the performances, Birdman. Though it's like mm-hmm. watching just great acting. But it's not like uh, it's not thrilling or anything. Okay. 
which Nightcrawler I would definitely recommend. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's not an overly long movie either. I think it's like an hour and 40. Oh, the pacing's amazing. You're in the movie. captivated the whole time, though, yeah. and you, you'll just love Lou Bloom. He's this absolute scumbag, but he's an interesting character. He He's funny, and you just want, you can, you're kind of rooting for him, even though he's not a good guy at all. Absolutely. Because right. you kind of like him. Yeah, 100%. He's and, great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's my or 2014. So for 2015, I have two movies. Two. Go, it could go either way. So I'll say my honorable mention okay. will be the, um, the movie that kickstarted the sequel trilogy was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. <laughs> okay, okay, I love the movie. I think it's the best one out of the sequel trilogy. I agree. Showed extreme promise for that new trilogy, but we already dissected the, those movies in episode 28. So my pick for the year is Gary F. Gray's. Straight out of Compton. Oh yeah, I had a feeling this would make your <laughs> yeah. list. Yeah, absolutely. I was super excited to see that movie when it dropped. As soon as the first trailer dropped, I was really pumped, and I wasn't sure if they were gonna be execute as well as what the trailer looked like it was gonna be. And I absolutely love the movie. Saw it twice in theaters. Seen it countless times since then. I think O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s portrayal of his father Ice Cube in the movie was amazing. Um. The actor who plays Easy E as well was really good. The, the three of them were amazing, in my opinion. It's quite brilliant that a the the son of the of the real life member of that band is actually an actor and is the perfect age and kind of looks like his dad. Like looks that was exactly like, like that him, was like brilliant stroke of just luck. Yeah, and that enhances the movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I really like that movie too. It's a movie that does what a lot of other movies do. It just presents us a story of of something that's actually hot. Like it's based on a true story. We've seen these movies a lot. What straight out of Compton does though, it just, it does it so well. There's probably the movie could have been six hours showing everything on the rise and fall of the band, but it just shows the right amount of stuff, the highlights of their, of the story. And it just, it's very entertaining too. It's not boring. Exactly. It's it's funny as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good pick. That was my pick. Yeah. How about you? Okay, my pick is actually a horror film. I mean, I I consider it a horror film. The only one on my list. Okay. And you've actually seen this movie because I told you to watch it on Netflix. Netflix. It's The Invitation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. That might surprise you, but I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and every time I watch it, it gets better. It's it's basically this guy, he, gets, he agrees to go back to a reunion with his old friends who he drifted apart with, and... He gets to the house and things are not what they seem. And I'm just going to leave eerie. it there. Very eerie movie. And the the thing I love the most about this movie is the suspense. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I watched it, I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I just love the acting and the suspense, basically. Like, it, yeah, like when you watched it, yeah, you probably had a million things going on. Like what's going to happen at the end? I knew nothing about this movie. I don't even know why I watched it, to be honest. I told you to watch it. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I just honestly oh. stumbled upon okay, it. Okay, okay. I watched like the little preview on Netflix. Like, yeah, I'll throw this on. And the whole time you're thinking, okay, where is this creepy dinner party going? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? It's, and as other characters get introduced as well, you're thinking... A certain things and anyways it's like you said we'll leave it at that but yeah i'd like, recommend uh, our main character played by logan marshall green he, you you're you're getting his point of view and you're basically the whole movie you don't know if if he's right or like if something's going on like it's it's a very deep character study psychological movie and 
honestly, like I looked at all the other movies that year and when I saw the invitation, I was like, that's my, that's my favorite movie because it's like, I just rewatch it a lot. And 2015 admittedly was the hardest for me to pick. There wasn't, uh, I guess it wasn't as solid a year as like the previous year. Like 2014. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Like 2015. I don't know. 2019 also, uh, debated a lot we'll get to that later but you know 2014 like i if winter soldier is one of my favorite marvel movies it definitely could have been that but the the best picture yeah the best picture for 2015 was spotlight which i really liked that movie a lot but like it just i don't know it just presented a story based on fact it's a very fact-based movie and good performances but nothing mm. special in my opinion and i feel like a lot of those movies win the awards exactly right? like renee zellweger this year at the oscars oh. i mean i haven't seen that movie i don't it, know maybe she was amazing but normally care actors that portray historical figures yeah. get it's oscar critical bait. praise yeah like spotlight's a perfect oscar movie it's just like it's taking down you know investigative journalism to take down the evil it's right. perfect for the best picture so yeah that's my pick for 2015 the invitation i'll jump into 2016 let's go okay this is a movie probably a lot of you have seen it's my second denis Villeneuve movie <laughs> arrival okay i i was when this movie ended in the theater i was like floored i had goosebumps because i didn't see the ending coming at all i was just like Oh my, like when it went there, I was like, oh, it's this Denis Villeneuve, you're a genius. Crazy ending. I love Arrival. And when I rewatch it, you pick up on all the little things you missed the first time and then you just enjoy the movie. Amy Adams is fantastic in the movie. Jeremy Renner. Oh, I love it. Holds up. I, you, I've seen it you've twice seen as it well. Too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, re- a lot really of people have. Well. Yeah. It was a big movie that year, I remember. A really big movie. I don't think we have to say much more about it. All right. So for my movie of 2016, not too much critical analysis. I've already hinted at my love of the Marvel movies. So Uh, for me in 2016, it was Captain America Civil War. Solid choice. So that's still one of my favorite Marvel movies to this day. Just love to see, like I said, riffs. Or no, I didn't say this, but I love seeing riffs also between characters that normally fight on the same side and then finally having some internal clash between Mm -hmm. Team Cap, Team Iron Man. Um, the action's great. A lot of people criticize the plot with um, Zemo, like the, the B the villain, guy. the yeah. bad guy, essentially. But I love the the Cap, Winter Soldier, Iron Man fight scene is one of my favorites. I, every time I watch, I just keep wanting Iron Man to kill Cap. But mm-hmm. uh, for some, it's Cap's movie, so they had to give him the dub there. But yeah, I love that movie. Introduces Black Panther as well into the fold, and I thought he did a great job in that movie. Yeah, well, I just well, think it's a great movie. I love Civil War too, and the reason why is it's it's a very realistic superhero movie because it's not all like sunshine and rainbows. There's actually like, like it's realistic to think like that the government would say, okay, you guys need to calm down and like yeah. you can't be doing this stuff. You're gonna be destroying too many things. And yes, not everyone agreeing, and of course that would happen in real life. Like not everyone would be on board if there was a, a team of superheroes. Like it's mm-hmm. just I think it's very realistic because any work environment you can attest to that like not everyone gets along at all like where i work that's what happened it's very exactly that's what i like about civil war it's just really realistic and there's going to be problems within the uh, within friends and they and then when you get the reveal at the end of the movie like why that 
phenomenal scene. Yeah. And like the three way fight at the end. Amazing. Classic. No, I I really Civil War is probably like easily top three uh MCU Marvel. movies. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that as well. Oh, yeah. And then like there was so much hype when that movie came out. Everyone that had read the story, like the comic and it did not disappoint that movie. No, not at all. No. And it had a lot of hype going into exactly. it. Because I remember when they revealed yeah. that that was going to be the storyline uh-huh. for the next Cap movie. People lost it. I remember mm-hmm. at the like, Comic-Con events there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost like changed the superhero genre. It's like, okay, this is the next standard for a great superhero movie, Civil War. You got to top it now. And mm. they, I mean, then we got Inv- Avengers Infinity Wars. Like Civil War set the benchmark for how good these action, mo- these superhero movies are going to look. The fight scenes were incredible. And I think from that moment on too, they never really disappointed the, the no, Marvel like, movies. We got Thor Ragnarok and no, like Civil War like set the benchmark and they're set just the improving. Tone. Exactly. Yep. Very, um, it's going to be an important movie when we look back. In the like when we're older and we look back like oh yeah what were comic like? book movies yeah yeah like as an influencer uh 2016 best picture winner was I, moonlight no la la land didn't moonlight win and then la la land won and uh, then they got the yeah, fake out yeah. and then moonlight went how on. can i forget yeah, that that was on. so <laughs> cringy no 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 moonlight one yeah that was like That's when the so guy bad. ran up on stage yeah moonlight which i actually really like moonlight I'd have to see it again. I, I thought I was all right when I saw yeah. So this is the first best picture winner that I've seen so far. Just nice. saying. No, Moonlight was solid. and But you know what? La La Land was really good too. I, I really like La La Land. I, I like La La Land okay. more than Fair Moonlight. Enough. Yeah, I like both. And I'm a I'm a big fan of Mahershala Ali. Oh, Should yeah. he have won that year, you think, for best supporting actor? I don't really know who else is in that category yeah. but it was a kind of a, a small, very yeah. simple performance yeah very easy role probably yeah so for 2017 you can dive yeah. right in there get out of 2016 so i had a, a hint? i had a movie <laughs> so i had two movies but it's there's a clear front runner so i liked it a lot in 2017 okay but my movie was definitely jordan peele's directorial <laughs> debut get out yes absolutely love that movie i kind of knew that um, I'd seen trailers for, and it looked like an intense movie, like a kind of thriller, but I had no idea that there were these um, like almost supernatural um, elements in the movie where they take the mind of a not yeah of a white man and put it spoiler in a, alert yeah <laughs> well I hope you, people have seen this movie by now there but um, just the journey that our main character goes through this crazy girlfriend's family essentially to um get out of that house and just go through one by one and uh, get out of the house literally at the end there. It's a pretty um, crazy ending to the movie. Get Out is a great horror film. And what it does, it blends entertainment with political messages perfectly. It doesn't ram it down your throat, but it does like, it does present you with these like uh, themes, but it's not like, it's not preachy. It's, it's done. It's a perfect blend of and uh, teaching people and entertaining people and there's if you read about the, like all the little easter eggs in the movie and all the the hidden messages and meanings it, the movie just gets even better I, I that was a contender for my list actually i didn't want to make put too many horror films on my list um but if they were my favorite i they'd be on my list like the invitation but uh, I'll go and jump in my pick now for yep. 2017. Without a doubt, my favorite movie is Call Me By Your Name. 
Mm. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, though. it's the the gay love story in Italy okay. with Army Hammer and Timothy Chatelet. Um, okay, so that year, I had seen every Best Picture nominee in theater except for Call Me By Your Name. I was sitting in the theater, and then the, the screen froze, and they said it would take half an hour to reload, so you can get a free ticket or just wait half an hour. So I actually walked out of the movie before it started with my free ticket. In retrospect, I should have stayed because it ended <laughs> up being my favorite movie. I remember buying it, watching it, then rewatching it. The set, the, what I love the most about "Call Me by Your Name" is just the setting. It takes place in Italy and like the the countryside, and every shot in the movie is like you just look at the scenery and it's beautiful. Okay. And it, I'm never bored because of that. And then you got the performances, and the script is just it's a very very good movie, and like the last act like the ending always hits home and like there's i'm not going to get into it but there's a speech that dad tells our main character at the end of the movie and like it just connects every time and it, it's not just yeah the movie's about uh a, a homosexual relationship but like it translates to anybody who's had a relationship who's had this going on in their life like it's very it's just a really movie it's a movie that connects with me on a personal level okay like not not like on the surface, but like beneath the surface. Right. Like know? there's something for everyone in there as well. Like exactly. Every, like said, it's not just it's not just a movie for like people that are gay or no. It's just that's the way they chose to present the story. Right. But it's a story we've all seen before. Plus the movie looks like the the cinematography. Just it's a gorgeous movie. I rewatched it recently just to make sure like it, it'd be on my list. And yeah, without a doubt. Like, I liked that more than Shape of Water, which won Best Picture. Okay. I liked it more than... Solid segue. Yeah, I liked it more than all those 2017 movies. I thought that was going to be like pick, Phantom. to be honest. Like, there was Phantom Thread that I really liked. And no, Call Me By Your Name, no question. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Shape of Water, Best Picture. <laughs> I, I, mean, I haven't I, seen it. Okay. Well, is that Denis Villeneuve as well? Guillermo del Toro. Ah, okay, close. Is it my turn to go 2018? Yeah, I think it's you, yeah. All right, 2018. Now, we're getting closer and closer to like our year right now, yeah. so there's like less to choose from because we haven't seen as many. But uh, 2018, I picked a movie, and I rewatched this movie the other day just to make sure because I, I at least wanted to watch it twice to call it my favorite movie, and it... It's without a doubt Roma by Alfonso mm. Cuaron, uh, Curion. Um, honestly, when I watched Roma the other day, like in, by myself, I I could not find anything wrong in the movie. It's one of those movies, the the style and the way it's shot is the strength of the movie, and the story is second. But you know what? After wa- rewatching it, the story is actually just really good. It's a slice of life movie. That's basically what it is. We're just following our main character through her life. That's it. There's nothing like special or it's just her life. So have you seen the movie? I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. though. Yeah. Like it's a very artsy movie. I've heard so many people complain. Well, who cares? Nothing happens in the movie. This is a stupid movie. Nothing happens. Well, yeah, but that's what life is. It's not like car chases and gunplay. It's just, this is what happens in the real world. But a lot of people want to watch movies because it's yeah. not what happens in real life. Right. They don't uh, really like the self-reflection. That's a good point. But when I watch Roma, I'm just like, super at ease and calm and it just it's a very relaxing movie tragic stuff happens in the movie and very upsetting stuff and there's a scene at the end where like it 
I got a little choked up actually, and I don't remember being that way the first time. It just hit me hard. Okay. Because there are there's some sad stuff going on. It's on Netflix, I think. I thought, yeah, it's a Netflix original. Yeah, but I picked up the. It's on Blu-ray from the Criterion Collection, so I picked it up and rewatched it. And no, like, it's a phenomenal movie. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. So for me, it was again. It's my last uh, Marvel pick. It's uh, probably my favorite one of the MCU. It's um, Infinity Wars. I think it's a phenomenal movie from the start. Has you captivated. There's um, a sense of urgency as soon as the movie opens with the Asgardians being decimated by Thanos and the Black Order. And yeah, the whole time it's action, non-stop action. Not a single scene is wasted. In my opinion, it's the best movie of the MCU, hands down. I, I think I got to agree with that. It's it's two and a half hours of like awesomeness, no downtime. Yep. The more I watch it and realize like there, it's... It's the best pace Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. It's a lot but be- well, a lot better than Endgame, I I in my opinion. I agree. And in my opinion, it has the most compelling villain in Thanos yes. in yeah. twenty eighteen fully formed Thanos, where we get his contrast, his twenty fourteen counterpart in Endgame, who is sweet to see more um brash and aggressive in his fighting style. We don't really get to see as much of the reflective and um one of the wiser thanos we see in infinity wars which he would have to be my favorite um rendition of thanos is the 2018 infinity wars uh, thanos and um obviously endgame has the emotional component in that it's the end of that saga it's not my 2019 pick i'll just say it right now yeah me neither and yeah i just think it's like bang for your buck shot for shot the best marvel movie and my favorite movie of 2018. It wasn't even close. Like I knew right away as soon as I saw that on the list of movies of 2018, Infinity Wars was the one 100%. No, and what what the movie one of the things the movie does so well cuz it does so many things well is juggling all those characters and like giving everybody their little slice of screen time. It does it like to perfection. Like I can't imagine it be being done better. Like it's the ex everyone was so hyped for the movie and then mm-hmm. when we all went to see it in theater it was like okay this movie delivered it, when does that rarely happen 100 like, it lived you, up to the hype exactly going into it like you said i'm yeah. pretty sure they said this was the movie that was going to feature the most marvel characters of all time like 54 characters i think endgame topped that but mm-hmm. regardless and then at the end the whole theater was silent leaving that yep. theater the first time i saw it on opening day and i was like jaw dropped Mm -hmm. Uh, I regret going to see that alone in theaters because I just wanted to talk to people turn to the people next to me like "Ah." (laughs) I didn't even know what to say but yeah um, Infinity War is definitely my movie of the year 2018 I know it wasn't the the best picture movie of the year but it's my favorite yeah the best picture winner of that year was uh, Green Book okay so I with Viggo Mortensen I started watching that yesterday actually but I didn't have time to finish it but it it looked very good I liked it it's predictable I mean you've seen movies like that before it's Green Book's really good it's a feel good movie is what you call it and you've seen movies like that before where you know some of the stuff that's gonna happen but doesn't mean it's not good right but Green Book's a perfect example of a best picture winner right it's safe it's it's not controversial Mm -hmm. and we're gonna get into like the next uh, the 2019 oscar winner but so but just to bring it back yeah. to that though like when you're talking about a safe oscar pick mm-hmm. it's i haven't seen green book yet but it's still i'm sure deals with aspects of racism and yep um, absolutely cl- a different class um yeah 
issues in society compared to another 2018 movie that deals with those themes and was also nominated for Best Picture, Black Klansman. Oh, right. But I feel like that movie never had a chance to win. No, because it was it was Spike Lee directed it and like he's not him in the Academy. It had more controversial, controversial stuff in Black Klansman. Love the movie, though. I I watched it the other day. Yeah, absolutely loved Adam Driver in that movie. and John John David Washington. I hadn't seen him in anything before that movie. He'll be a big star, especially after Tenant. Tenant. Yeah. Yeah. 2020s. uh, Christopher Nolan film coming soon. But but if you look at the history of all the best picture winners, like Green Book just fits right in. It's that's what best picture winners are are resemble. Movies based on true story, based on a true based on a true person and uh struggles through the middle and then uplifting ending. Which like who doesn't like to see that, right? It's no, kind of representative of real life too, right? Like to get to yeah, It's a feel good. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. So I guess and that, that was, yeah. caps up our 2018 year. So for 2019, I threw up some stories on um, Instagram and Facebook for people to tell us what their favorite movies of the year was. So I was thinking we could read them off, talk about all of them, and then share our own for that, that year. That sounds perfect. All right, so I'll go in chronological order of receiving them. So the first person to eagerly respond to the story was uh, for a friend of the podcast, Basam yeah. Issa. So his favorite movie of the year was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. Explanation. It has one of my favorite on-screen characters in Cliff Booth. Also, I just love how the story was told. No Clear Direction, which I found great for this specific flick. It just lets your imagination just go. Also, the Bruce Lee scene and the (laughs) the final break-in scene were a couple of my favorite Tarantino scenes in general. Well said, Basam. Thanks for answering uh, our other question. You're... Um, the Cliff Booth. That's what I wanted to talk about. Brad Pitt. Like you thought he did. He earn that Oscar, Eric. I wanted him to win. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I would have liked. I was happy. It was either him or who else was there? Anthony Hopkins, just because I like him as an actor, but he wasn't even there, so Two, I'm yeah, very okay up. with him not winning. And I think Brad Pitt was the only one I had actually seen. Or no, there was also The Irishman. But I felt Pesci, like yeah. Pitt deserved to win over yeah, yeah, yeah. Pesci. And Pacino. Pacino was really good, but yeah. I think that Pesci was. While he was good, such a minimalistic acting and a yeah. very subdued performance yeah. that I prefer giving it to. Yeah, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt was. Lo- Brad Pitt didn't say much, but that doesn't mean like his performance was just like the looks and how he acted. It was no, he was great in that movie. Might yeah. be the highlight of that movie. Actually. In my opinion, he was. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Okay, thanks for the, thanks for that, Basam. So our next submission was from Kristen Ud. Her movie was Joker. Oh, great choice. Great answer as well. It made me <laughs> smile, but you wouldn't get it. That was great. So, yeah, we discussed Joker on here. I think it's a great movie. I mean, I think Joaquin deserved to win based on his performance. In retrospect, do I wish he had won? Not really because of that speech. But no, no, no. You, you know what? Good for him. Um, the speech was horrible, but his performance is the opposite. Well-deserved. Yeah. But yeah, once he started talking, I was like, oh God. Should have been Adam Driver. But um, you think so? Get into that later. Oh, but, wow. But um, yeah, no, uh, very good movie. Okay. Is there anything else to add on oh, I Joker? Loved, I love Joker. And when I rewatched it, I was like, yep, yeah, this is a masterpiece. No, I really liked it. So next we got Justin Mocktinger. Avengers Endgame because it was awesome. Straight to the point. I mean, it 
wraps up the MCU perfectly. I think. I think I liked it a lot more on second viewing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, especially the Avengers assemble, like the final scene of the movie. Like the last forty five minutes were amazing. Mm-hmm. But like I've already said on here, up until like at, until the halfway mark where they go back in time, I was confused. I wasn't loving it at that mm-hmm. point, but. The second time, I liked it a lot more. It's a, it's a basically an epic superhero movie, like like the old movies of the old days where that were really long. Like it's it's taxing to watch, but it's no, I think it's awesome too. It is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Justin. You're not off on that one. So thank you for that. Next one we got my uncle Dalton Deschamps. The submission was the Irishman. The reasoning, great cast. Matt, you want to take that on? I mean, that probably my favorite part of The Irishman was the cast. Um, you know, my favorite actor of all time in there, and probably Al Pacino is like my top ten. So, no, I really like The Irishman. Um, I think we already we talked about it last episode. We did. It's would the movie not would the movie have been better without the C I don't want to bring up no you know we're not talking about the CGI in it yeah we dissected that pretty nicely the Irishman tells the story beautifully and Scorsese like shoots it like his old his old good movies it was like a return to form almost for his gangster movies so no it was solid yeah yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know how it is on rewatch, though. I've only seen it once. That's the thing. Yeah. I kind of do want to rewatch it just to see how I really feel about it, to see if it wasn't just like, um, not, I don't want to say like it's a trap, just like that we, just because yeah. we love that genre, we we're kind of uh, just biased towards it. Because oh, my, my dad loves the genre as well, but I don't think he was overly crazy about the movie, right? I don't think he's going to rewatch it, but anyways, that's for him to know and me to speculate on. So thanks for the submission. And that was your uncle? Yes. Okay. So the next one we got Gus Belus. Yeah. His submission was Uncut Gems. Why? The reminder that Adam Sandler can actually act. Snubbed by the Academy. I hope this movie gets more recognition or else Adam Sandler will definitely go back to making low quality garbage. Have you seen this movie, Matt? Oh, yes. And I really, really liked it. But I think my sister was one, my sister actually started watching the movie with me, and she described it perfectly. She I think she called it like aggravating. Okay. It's a very aggravating movie. Like I like that in the movie, but it can just annoy you. It's very hyper and in your face loud. The uh, the Safdie brothers who directed the movie, their previous movie, Good Time in 2017 with Robert Panson, similar vibe, and I love Good Time. Like that was in contention for 2017. Um, it's similar vibes of like adrenaline all the way. It's not quiet. Go, go, go. And Uncut Gems like was relentless through the whole running time. I enjoyed the ride though. Some people will not enjoy the ride. Okay. They'll just think, okay, this is really annoying. And Adam Sandler can act. In 2002, he did Punch Drunk Love, Paul Thomas Anderson no. movie. And he's great and he's very quiet opposite performance like completely different from uncut gems but in punch drunk love he's just he's actually like acting like a normal like a dramatic role and he's not yelling and not over the top well there's a couple scenes where he's yelling but it's it's a really good movie so we everyone knew he could act it's just he chose to do you know he had own production company doing the comedies he's a comedy guy okay yeah exactly so no one really expects him to act in the class of the academy what the academy deems to be yeah Oscar worthy, Was he right? great in Uncut Gems? Absolutely. But 
it's hard to disconnect yourself. Like you're still seeing Adam Sandler and you're like, okay, that's Adam Sandler. It's hard right. to see him as that character. But I like your pick, Gus. Okay, so I haven't seen the movie, so I don't really have yeah. much input on there. So I think you summed it up pretty well, Matt. And I think it'll be the same thing here for our next submission, which comes from our uncle, Pat Smith. Oh, yeah. So his response is, the documentary genre is often, in parentheses, always, question mark, overlooked when someone invites this type of cinematic discussion. But beyond this reason, Martin Scorsese's Rolling Thunder review combines retrospection, celebration of creative genius, and enough little white lies to inform, inspire, and entertain. My choice for best movie of 2019. Haven't seen this. Matt, have you? No, I haven't, but he told me about it. I'm just, I'm very bad at watching documentaries. That's, uh, it's, I'm just really bad at it. I'd rather just watch a fiction movie. Um, but I, I'm, it's a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese. So I know, Quick I mean, Google. that's our uncle's favorite artist by far. Um, but Scorsese is great at doing, he loves rock and roll. And I've seen his other rock and roll documentaries and movies. And I can just imagine how, like, yes, this one's probably really good. I haven't seen it though. It's hard to talk about it. Okay. Um, but as far as documentaries, not getting the love, well, it's, it's hard to compare a documentary to a real-life movie because documentary is real life, but also shown through the... Like, he, the director's choosing what he... They have an agenda. Exactly, like Michael Moore. They're deciding what they choose to show you. So it's like, are we getting everything here? Absolutely it's not. kind of subjective, yeah. their point of view of the events. I would agree. And they also do have their own category at the Oscars. Yeah, so. Correct. They still do get their praise, but you're right. They don't really get brought up in major mm -hmm. cinematic discussions, right? In my whole life, I've only seen a couple documentaries where it's like whole like goosebumps and it it's as good as a normal movie. And like mm -hmm. those are movies that like they're they're very rare, but we're not going to get like that's a subject for another day. Yeah. So we yeah, have solid uh, submission. Thank you. So the next one is from Emily St. Pierre. Thanks for the response. We got no explanation here. Just Hustlers. Haven't seen this movie. I've heard it's good. Matt, I've uh, seen it. Same. I've, I know a lot of people liked it. Uh, I can't say anything about it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, thanks for the submission. Uh, or I guess we're going to have to get on that watch. Uh, it's J-Lo, Cardi B, I believe, starring that. So yeah, give that a yeah, watch. I saw, the, I saw the trailer. I know the premise. That's about it. Next one is from our cousin, Marie Sullivan. All right. Marriage story. Oh. Beautiful, honest, and heartbreaking love story about divorce. So you've taken a few of these. I'll go in on this one there. I absolutely loved Marriage Story. I thought it was a very sad, intense, captivating movie. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Laura Dern, Ray Liotta all have perf uh, phenomenal performances. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not obviously not having gone through that situation in life like it's a couple that's dealing with a divorce and their child's kind of caught in the middle of it it's presented through the perspective of the adults obviously they're not the child but you just see them struggling mostly adam driver struggling with keeping custody of the child and trying to um just do everything for his um ex-wife basically you feel bad for both characters they do a great job of presenting both sides and it's not a one-sided uh, like like we've talked about here for documentaries, there we're not forced to choose a side really, or like to only root for Adam Driver. I know he's the actor who's been getting more praise 
from the, um, the critics there for this movie. But I think Scarlett Johansson played her character extremely well and you feel bad for her as well. Even though he's probably dealing with the tougher situation throughout the movie, mm-hmm. she still has, like you really do feel for her as yeah. well. You feel for both characters. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a super sad movie, but I absolutely loved it. I don't think I need to say anything. Like you said everything beautifully, and I, I my thoughts are the same as yours. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. Great, for the, great so, pick. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, another good Netflix movie. Yes, Netflix original. Check yeah. it out. So next we got we got Sarah, also our own our, our other cousin, Sarah, a friend of the podcast, two time guest. So. Great movies have already been commented, so just to be different, I'm going to say Ad Astra. Why? Amazing Brad Pitt performance. Also, just a really well-done space movie. I haven't seen it. No comment. Matt? Yeah, I saw it in the theater, and she's right. Like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt had two great performances last year. So when I went to see it in the theater, I liked the movie, but I did find myself drifting during the movie because it's it's not like... It's not action, it's not like paced super, like, it takes its time. And maybe I was tired when I went to see it, but like, I, my mind was wandering. I'm not going to lie, my mind was wandering during the journey of the movie. And then when we get to the destination, is it what I wanted? No. Did I enjoy, well, after watching the, like, when I left the theater, I was glad I had watched the movie, but I don't think it's something that I'm going to go back to, and it wasn't my favorite. Okay. But it's a well done movie. It's just I don't know. It... Just a question: In your opinion, do you think space movies are kind of getting played out, and that we're maybe getting a a few too many of them? Like I feel like we're getting one major space yeah. movie every year. You're right, and I haven't been able to keep up with all of them. Like me, I watched it was Interstellar and The Martian back to back. But then there was also now I forget, I might be getting the There's timeline wrong here. There was Gravity, Gravity either yeah. the year before or after. And then there's the one with After, um, Ryan Gosling, I think, was in one. Uh, Life. There you go. Yeah, um, uh, this decade had a lot of space movies. Yeah. And that's because, like, our special effects have gone so good. Like, they can make more space movies. And some of them are phenomenal. But, yeah, that's a good debate, uh, topic of debate. Maybe for another time. Yeah. We're not prepared for this. So the next one is from my girlfriend, Andy. Okay. So her submission was Knives Out. Ooh, I like that submission. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, but we both we saw it together. Both thought it was super funny, clever movie. And um, it kind of throws you in for yes. um, not, a loop, not right? Exactly. Because without giving too much away there, they deliberately mislead you in a specific direction pretty early in the movie. And um, you're the whole time you're thinking, like, it can't just end up like this without really revealing the punch. And then there is a nice twist at the end. Um, we both like the cast a lot. Um, Daniel Craig's accent at first kind of threw us <laughs> off there, but you can kind of look past it after, uh, I guess um, he talks a little more than he does in his first few scenes there. And um, yeah, I think uh, just great characters. Ryan Johnson had a great script again. He's a good director when he does these types of movies. Um, what you mentioned, like, that's what I really liked about Knives Out was, like, not, it it didn't go where I thought it would when I saw the trailer. It went, it, like, first, like, 20 minutes, you're like, okay, the movie's not going where I thought it'd go. Right. And then you have no idea what to expect. So it's it's original in that sense. So, no, I loved it. And I love, like, the performance by Ana de Armas. Yes. She's Marta. Like, Marta. She's yeah. 
extremely beautiful and she acts like she does an amazing job oh she was really good and the, the whole cast it's like a star-studded cast mm-hmm. yeah like it was nice to see also like chris evans play a role completely different to captain america yeah, too love right that. and that's probably why he took that role yeah. as well right to get away from that uh to just be pigeonholed into that kind of good it must, guy role. It must be hard for him to break that image. He's played yeah. him like six times at least. or Yeah, at least. Well, yeah, maybe. More than that, I yeah. think. But, yeah, no, it was a really solid cast. Also, Lakeith Stanfield, a solid get-out alumni. Atlanta? Yeah, at, exactly. There you go. Every chance I get, There's I'm going to plug that connect, show. Atlanta connection in Joker. Yes, Paperboy. It Knives go. Out. Is Donald in any movie? No, he's no. well. I mean, Lion King. Okay, there that you was, go. That was last year there too. Yeah, big was. year for the Atlanta yeah. cast. We got a couple more. So we got our aunt Nicole Zrashim. Okay. So her response was "Little Woman," very yeah. rich movie. So we got a, a solid response, an explanation. I mean, so first and foremost, I loved Little Woman because Little Women because it was an excellent movie. Greta chose a stellar cast and succeeded brilliantly in bringing this well-loved classic to the screen. I particularly enjoyed Saoirse Ronan's Sir, Sir, oh Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Th- there you go. Yeah. Portrayal of Joe. <laughs> I'm not name guy. Um, who I most identified with as a teenager. I could and still can empathize with her frustrations about the limitations that were and still are placed on the role of a female in society. I would own this movie because I would want to watch it again and again. I, I, I saw it in theaters. I really, it surprised me how much I liked it. I had to go see it cause it was nominated for best picture. I try to go see all the movies nominated and she's, she's right. It's really uh Saoirse Ronan plays her character beautifully. Like she's always trying to like push the boundaries and not be like, do what a woman's supposed to do. And she wants her own life and all the, the, her sisters in the movie too, all all played by great actresses. And no, I I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it actually. You know, it's like a period piece, but the way Greta Gerwig like decided to tell the story with a lot of flashbacks and stuff was a good decision. And it doesn't it keeps the pace of the movie at like a more acceptable level. Like I wasn't bored when I was watching it, which is surprising. Okay. You know, historical movies, they well, tend to be longer and more drawn out. But no, sure. this one flew by. And the period pieces normally yeah. get a lot of praise at the Oscars, right? Absolutely. Like costume, costume dramas? Yeah, exactly. No, but like any costume drama is like, oh, got to win. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, um, this is really good. And it deserves every acting award. It got Like the two actresses that were nominated, 100% deserved. Mm-hmm. They were really good. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Um, and then this is what I liked a lot about the submissions. First of all, thanks to everyone who answered. Is that we all got different answers from everybody, and now we're oh, finally wow. we're finally getting to the movie that actually won Best Picture this year. It was from our cousin Dylan Smith. He chose Parasite. Explanation: Best use of a peach since "Call Me by Your Name." Oh. So it ties it ties in nicely. Yeah, but so, do you know what scene he's referring to? Of course call? not, oh. but I know you do. Oh, okay, so. I'm not. I'm not bringing that up. That's like rated R. There you go. So I'm pretty sure that's why he wanted to introduce oh, the tie Dylan, that into his that's answer. That's brilliant. It's kind of like he knew that was your movie for what was it, 2017? That's that's crazy that he said that. Yeah, well, I can't believe it. He knows his cousin. That's hilarious. So, yeah, I really like Parasite. It's probably one of the first, well, one of the few international movies I've seen. Um, 
I really enjoyed it. I knew nothing of the movie. And the, obviously the reason I watched it is because it got so much praise and swept every category it was nominated in at the Oscars. Yep. So there, and everyone was seeing it. So it's kind of like a, you, you have to watch it. It definitely did not disappoint. I see why it won best picture. I really enjoyed it. I love how that family, as soon as you saw, uh, without really spoiling anything there, as soon as you saw one member of the family in full or get in with the rich family, mm-hmm. you knew they were all going to get in there. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. That's, that's the, at the beginning. So. Right. Exactly. And at, at like the 40 minute mark again, I was waiting for something big to happen not knowing anything about the movie, I thought there was going to be a little turn, maybe some like um, a mysterious element to it. And then when the former housekeeper comes back and she's looking really creepy in the yeah. rain too, with that camp, that security camera yeah. just plastered on her face there. I thought something creepy was going to happen, especially when they're following her down the stairs uh, that's... in the mansion. I had no idea what was coming, but yeah. then the more I think about it, I like it even more that it's just basically her and her husband yeah. um, latching onto this rich family and exploiting them. And just... Par- Parasite's a masterpiece. Like I, that movie was getting so much hype. Like even in the middle of last year, when it went at the Cannes film festival, it won Pam Daw best film. It won. It, it was like sweeping every award in every country, and I and I kept hearing about it. Like it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It's directed by Bong Joon Ho, who had done previously previous great movies that I'd seen all his other movies, so I knew Parasite I would like. So I, I was such big expectations for it, and then I watched it, and I'm like, this movie is as good as advertised, which is rare. And I loved every minute of Parasite. I I've. After watching Parasite, I rewatched a lot of his older movies, Bong Joon Ho's older movies, and I saw a lot of similarities. Actually, I rewatched them with my mom, and we both noticed similar themes that are in Parasite that are in his earlier films. So that was cool, and I'm so glad like he won all those awards, and I'm very happy for, like Korean films getting recognition. And we maybe later we can talk about a foreign film winning Best Picture when it has its own category, but. Yeah, we'll talk about that just after. Okay. So it is um do do you want me to go again to my favorite movie of 20 Is there any more submissions? So that was it. Thanks a lot to everyone who submitted their uh, favorite movies of the year. I want to be doing a few more of these uh, contest giveaways there for uh, future episodes. It'll be for different maybe best question down the road or um, again it'll be for lists and just to hear other people's answers and we'll do a draw. So actually we could do the giveaway draw yeah. now. Did you write down Do there? it live. All right. So we're doing the the live Contest winner draw right now on a random number generator. The winner is the limited edition hoodie, Easy Conversations. Gus, congratulations. Congratulations, Gus. Uncut gems. Enjoy the hoodie. Congratulations. Um, thank you for everyone for submitting their favorite movie of 2019. I love the fact that everyone gave different answers. That's that's unreal. Oh, me too. I could. I I was sure there would be a bit of overlap, like maybe a few, um, few parasites, few parasites, yeah. maybe even another Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. I, I thought twenty nineteen. This past this year. whole decade it was solid. Probably the best decade in film, maybe. Well, maybe. Oh, okay. I'm not thinking of the seventies, but no, <laughs> twenty nineteen was very solid and. I'll get into my movie now. My movie, my favorite movie of 2019 was not mentioned. Oh, okay. So 
so when I watched Parasite, I was convinced it was my favorite movie. I'm like, this is hands down my favorite movie. But then I went to go see Jojo Rabbit in the <laughs> hey. theater. And then after the movie, I'm like, yep, this is the movie. This is my favorite movie. Jojo Rabbit hit me so hard, more than Parasite. And I reacted really strongly to it. And I was shocked how good Jojo Rabbit was. I had I had no expectations. And Taika Watiti, he just blew me away with this movie. It was like, I felt like some the movie resembles almost a Wes Anderson movie with sometimes more serious parts and like that same humor. But it just, what shocked me the most was how serious the movie was actually. I thought it was going to be more comedy. No, it's very, some of the stuff is very dark and it just connected with me and I loved every minute of it and I can't recommend it enough. Okay. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah. That's probably the last movie of 2019 that was nominated for the major award that mm-hmm. I haven't seen. And I definitely do want to see it. Mm-hmm. So my movie was mentioned. Do you want to guess which one it was? Parasite? No. Oh, no? Nah. I, I thought mean, it was Parasite. I, okay, I really uh, liked it. Um, so I'm, you had one guess. Wow. So my movie was... This, just because it really... It hit hard. I mean... I was watching on a plane, so maybe it affected my emotions when I watched it. But my pick for the year is Marriage Story. Oh, okay, wow. Thought it was. I mean, I think I already went into it pretty well there earlier. Very emotional movie. The performances by, uh, like I said, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, especially, really, like it's gonna hit hard to whoever watches it there because everyone at some point has gone through just tough moments and uh, like there I know that in um filming and writing the movie that the three or the four the director I don't know his name they're Noah Noah Baumbach yeah and Adam Driver Scarlett Johansson and Laura Dern all shared some of their own life experiences that helped shape how the script would look oh wow and they drew on a lot of their own life experiences and brought that energy into the movie itself and it shows like the scenes where Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver break down or crying like that seems real and it it just like i said it hits hard and the main the um, the culmination at the end there where they have the like there's a major argument scene there and that's just a very sad moment and it's very hard to like for me it was very hard to watch and i can't even relate to to almost any of the stuff going on but when i'm watching the movie i was thinking like i can't imagine me being in that situation yep, i don't know too. what i would do the some of the arguments, like it was just, ah, oh. and I know Bombach's done movies like this before. Like he made a movie called the squid and the whale. And it's about a couple who's divorcing. And that movie is so vicious and mean. And like the one kid is, there's the daughter and the son. And one of them likes the dad. One of them likes the mom. So even the kids are fighting against each other. And it's similar theme to marriage story. And so he, he's Noah Bombach's really good at doing those type of movies that are just bleak and sad. Uh, the script to me is phenomenal in marriage story. Like it's like just the, the first five minutes of the movie when they're describing each other. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. Great. I was, scene. That got, I was hooked in the movie right away. Me too. I was hooked right yeah. away. And there's still some humor in there as well. Like it's not a, I didn't find it was a depressing movie. Okay. It's just sad, but I mean, you're interested in you. You're kind of, you're hoping everything works out right and not going to give anything away there, but it's just you're in for the the long ride. You you love the characters. Some people might identify more with Adam Driver, others with Scarlett Johansson. I think it really depends on your situation in life, your upbringing, and it honestly everyone should watch this movie. And that's why, in my opinion, 
Adam Driver's performance. I was really rooting for him to win the Oscar because I think that his acting is way more representative of a lot of people. At some point, everyone's going to go through some tough times with your your oh. spouse, right? So I just thought that the acting was way more real. relatable, real. And that's really not to discredit Joaquin Phoenix in the portrayal of mental health. That's not at all what I mean. I'm just saying that how they captured relationships and everything in there was... Um, Really impressive, I think. Okay, I think I know what you're saying. Like Joaquin's performance, it's it's almost it's it's larger than life. Almost like nobody nobody acts he not. I would want to say over the top, but a little, right? Like I'm it's, sure some people do, right? Okay, but it was it's an intense performance. But Adam Driver was a little more subtle and realist. I see what you're saying, and you know what? I can't disagree. Like Adam Driver was nothing wrong with his performance. It's, I didn't think he was gonna win though. I felt like not yet. Oscar, yeah. the, get one the Academy owed Joaquin yeah. an Oscar. I think that, and it's not to say he didn't deserve it there, but no. Uh, Marriage Story is the pick for me. Hmm. Maybe Adam's performance was maybe even harder because we see roles like that all the time, but Adam just did it perfectly. And like a role like the Joker, like only Joaquin could have did it that way. But was it like who? Who do you think? had a harder time doing that role, Joaquin or Adam. Oh, I don't know. It looks like that role really messed with Joaquin, but uh, probably Adam, especially, like I said, the their main argument scene there where they're both crying and like yelling yeah, at each other. They yeah. probably filmed that scene like 15 yeah, times. I can't imagine that. Like, I don't want to take anything away from Joaquin, but like, it's, it, I, I don't know. I think you're, you're right. There must've been long intermissions yeah. in between shoots to just calm down yeah. get back to the the calmer state mm-hmm. of mind and then go right back into the all-out yelling voice crack tears yeah. not flying around there and and marriage story like are any none of the main characters are wrong right like they're all they it's their point of like you, you're getting both point of views and i think that's what i liked about it it's like you can't both characters are have, have their own agenda and it's like are any of them really wrong? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Because um, you, you yeah, they do a great job Ex- in making you feel for both exactly. characters. Exactly. Like right? you, you can't. Yeah. Like you, some movies, are like oh, this person, the 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 husband is evil or yeah, the wife is exactly. evil. No, I didn't. I didn't get this vibe. I was like, they're just this guy has his own ambitions and this and Scarlett has her own too. Like they both want to. Yep, and I think oh. most people will agree that they disliked Laura Dern's character, but that's just a testament to how well she played her, oh, she's her role. And I was super happy that she won Best Supporting Actress. I wasn't that surprised. Then again, I haven't seen all those other movies, there, but I thought she was great in that role. I really wanted Scarlett to win as well for Best Lead Actress, but maybe another time. Oh, Scarlett's, Scarlett's going to win one day. She she's a great actress. Who but knows? Maybe Black Widow this year will do it. Just quickly though, <laughs> Black Widow. Well, I'm excited for that. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, speaking of the Oscars, do you think a foreign film should win Best Picture if it has its own category of Best International Film? So was this the first time ever, ever. that a, a foreign film won Best Picture? Ever. Foreign films have been nominated for Best Picture in the past, but they have never won. But they've won their best their in their own category. You know what? I'll compare it to this, like to the Grammys. It's very rare that you'll see a rap album be win the best album award of the year, let alone be nominated. 
So it was very well compared to that. And that I'm, I was happy for a foreign film to get nominated where it's kind of been an overlooked category in that they every year basically when we tune in to watch those movies the majority of people in Canada and America don't really watch those movies I think that's fair to say absolutely and that's one of those awards that people like okay yeah let's get to the next one let's get the best supporting actress or whatever best actor yeah and then to see a movie break out of that mold that box where they're placing like no this is where you belong you can't don't aim higher like this is all that's there for you it's like best rap album to the Grammys never wins best album so good for Parasite to win. So yeah, Parasite's going to send a new trend uh, set a new trend now and what I like the fact that it won what I like is people that don't watch movies with subtitles which is absolutely ridiculous they're going to go watch Parasite simply for the fact that it won best picture. So just the fact that a lot of people are going to watch Parasite I love it. Like I had people at work going like, "Oh Matt, do you own Parasite? I want to watch it." They don't watch foreign films but they're going to make the effort cuz they know it's going to be good because it, it must be good at one best picture. And now this might open a lot of people's eyes to yes. those films, like exactly. other countries' yeah. works of yes. art, right? So Don't shy away from subtitles. They're, like Bong Joon-ho said at the Golden Globes, if you can overcome the, the text one inch above the screen, yeah. you open your world to a world of cinema. And no, I'm glad. But, it, but then you go back like, well, I mean – in previous years, a lot of the best for the foreign films were better than the best pictures. So it's is this going to happen every year now? It's it's going to be hard. It's going to be uh, cool to see. Like I really thought nineteen. We didn't even mention this movie, but right. I really thought nineteen seventeen would win best picture because it's like it's the Oscar movie that year. Mm. It's the cinematography for, was yeah. great. Like I, I going into it, I didn't know that it was just shot like one take, in one yeah. take, one take Carter. But I, I thought it was a very good movie. I mean, you're you're not watching it for the action. There isn't that much of it in there. But it's definitely one of the better war movies I've seen in a long time, right? Like we mentioned Fury earlier. I think that's a great movie. Slept On doesn't get the praise it deserves. You're right. No one talks about Fury, actually. Um, yeah. But, but no, I really enjoyed 1917. But it yeah. wasn't my favorite movie. Yeah, movie. it's a very safe movie. And, but like Parasite, super original. Mm-hmm. I did not know where it was going. It's phenomenally shot, acted, the setting. Like when they go into that the the rich people's house, like have you the house looks it's, it looks amazing. Yeah. Like the design and the the commentary on society, like the the lower class, the the rich, the upper the no, they're more than middle class. Oh, right? they're like, upper class. Yeah, they're like, upper class. The one like, percenters. Just all the shot. Like, oh, I love all that stuff. Yeah. And that's what culminates in the ending, you know, what happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm glad the Academy took a risk and named it Best Picture because it's not a, it's a controvert. It's not like a, you know, it's not an uplifting movie, you would say, right? No. No. I would say so. They're like a bunch of Lou Blooms, basically just latching yeah. on to rich family yeah. and exploiting yeah, perfect that situation. Title. Perfect title yeah, for exactly. the movie. Yeah. No. no, I thought it was great, but yeah, nineteen seventeen. It was it was solid. I don't know if I'd watch it again. No, it's one of those one and done. I think, especially in theaters. I think yeah. I'm glad I saw it in theaters there. Um, what about Oscar calls this year? Is it too soon to tell? Yeah, for, way too soon. Yeah. We gotta wait for like the. The November film, movies, film festivals, and then like in France and at Cannes, and then we'll know. Right, that's way too early. Yeah, but no, like 2010 to 2019, like one of the best decades, I believe, because every I think 
because of like films are more accessible, not easier to make now, cheaper. There's all the streaming services. It's not just the big studios making the movies. We get more movies every year, basically is my point. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be more. There's gonna be better. There's gonna be more movies. We're getting a lot of great movies. Quality every year. movies. So yeah. it's a good time to be a film fan. Yeah, absolutely. And then old movies are getting restored and brought back to life on streaming. And so no, it's it's really good time to be a film lover. And I'm excited for the next uh, decade. Yeah, I think we'll have just we have so many good directors right now. A lot of like more diversity too, which is great to see. Like, like I, like a guy like Jordan Peele breaking out in the last three years. Does he Big have anything things. coming out this year? Soon, uh, directing himself? I don't believe so. He's like producing a lot now. Because that's another movie I haven't seen. Us, Us yet? I haven't no. seen it. That, Not as good as Get Out, but no. I love it. Yeah. yeah, but still, like it's a thinker, right? Yeah, when I was making my list, it was hard not to put all these horror films that I really like, but. I mean, I can only pick one movie, so I'm going to go with my number one. But no, horror was really solid, too, in the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, last year was a really strong year. No one mentioned Star Wars for their favorite movie of the year. Well, be, you know... Anyway, we, we Force Awakens one. was the best. Movie. Yeah, I think so, yeah. too. Ford versus Ferrari, too. That, I, 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 loved, I loved Ford versus, versus Ferrari. Have you seen The Lighthouse? No. No, okay, God. the black and white horror movie. I know. I'm well because I'm waiting for the price to go down on that okay, one. Okay, fair enough. Save I like to, I like to buy my movies and then yeah. yeah, I like to own them. Yeah, no, I think we're uh, in good hands for the future of cinema. And I think that was a good recap of the mm-hmm. the last decade. Yeah. And I think that'd be a good place to to mm-hmm. leave it there. Yeah, just before we leave, I just and Canadian directors have been killing in the last 10 years Denis Villeneuve Jean-Marc Vallée uh the Quebec uh Xavier Dolan he's a Quebec director too like three Quebecers right there doing okay. incredible stuff in the last 10 years that's awesome so it's great for our country so yeah we'll post uh, both our lists on, on uh, Facebook, Facebook Instagram yeah. Twitter everywhere there just so you guys can have a look at it and uh, see who had the better list but um <laughs> so yeah thanks a lot, lot of competition no 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 not at all we're just spreading awareness you know and uh, sharing our um, personal opinions on yeah. the movies. That's what we do it for. So, yeah, again, thanks a lot to everyone who's been listening these last 30 episodes. I have an absolute blast every time I do these. I'm super happy, to, Matt, that you've joined the pod. It's just super fun to talk to you uh, like every other week there and uh, discuss. Me too. I love every topic. Love any topic with you, like any, anything we do is fun. And movies, like, they're what I love the most. And I love doing lists. And I think that's we can do more in the future, of course. Oh, absolutely. Um, I really enjoyed making this list. Making this list was so much fun. Just like researching and yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. And lists are relatable, right? So that it also sparks like maybe controversy, conversation, easy conversation, debates, all of that, you know. So um yeah, if you have a list of your own that you want to share with us, feel free and we can like I always I love finding out new movies to watch, right? So um yeah, feel free to send us anything you have your way. Guess we'll be in touch for the the hoodie. We'll uh, customize that for you. And yeah, uh, like I said again, we will be doing more little contest there, t-shirt, polo, tank top, whatever giveaways there. So um, again, thanks a lot for the support. Thanks a lot to everyone for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping in the next few weeks. And parting words. Yeah, thank you everybody. And uh, until next time. All right. Peace. Peace. Hey, let's go.